0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Quilt Buzz, the podcast featuring your favorite folks from across the Quiltiverse. I'm Amanda of Broadcloth Studio, and I'm joined by Anna of Wax and Wayne Studio. Hi everyone. Wendy, the weekend quilter. Hey everyone. And our special guest, Francesca of No Aesthetic Quilts. Hi. So, Francesca, let's kick things off with what we're all dying to know. What's the story behind your IG handle? Because it's a pretty bold claim.
1: Hmm. Oh, wait. <laughs> I want to know what you mean by bold claim. Before I feel I... like
0: saying no aesthetic is very much like a line in the sand. Right. Mm.
1: Yeah, that is, that is right. That's pretty bold. Yeah, I so, mean the quilts part is pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, it's straight up. There's gonna be quilts here. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! But the aesthetic, ooh. Yeah. So okay, this is. I'm reading off some notes, but I practiced this answer to my husband before. i thought, <laughs> It's important to me to explain this uh, in a in a legitimate way. So, art and making and creating for me is very much about. Uh, producing things that you consume and creating your own meaning instead of adopting the meaning that someone else in the world has invented. So that counts to me like there's this I'm sure you know there's this Instagram aesthetic concept and there's this like like pre-curated you know you can get presets for your Lightroom app and like there is so much that you can do to make your Instagram look like this like canned kind of millennial thing I really don't like that I really don't like art snobbery I really don't like defined parameters that somebody else defines like in my life that's a theme so no aesthetic is basically a protest against that movement elitism around making and creating obviously I have an aesthetic but it's not bound by somebody else's rules or parameters uh, it's a constant evolving result of my experience and my conversations with the world so it's really about like, no, this is my, you know, you make your own thing. Uh, you don't like don't start an account just so you can take pictures of toast like everybody else's toast pictures. Like <laughs> I do know? love toast, but I'm I, <laughs> <laughs> making
0: bread. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the number of bread pictures I've seen recently. But that's really cool. The idea of fighting against that kind of mass marketing that Instagram has turned into. So when did you join Instagram?
1: Um, I started my quilt Instagram in like almost two years ago. I had gone to Maine, Portland, Maine with my husband for just like a summer vacation. And we went to Picnic Portland, this awesome juried vintage and craft fair. And I was like, there's not a lot of quilts here. Like there's not a lot of sewing and textile. And I had been making a lot of stuff and thinking a lot about sewing that year and was like, okay, I'm going to start a quilt Instagram. I feel like I have something to say with my work. I feel like there's a way that I could fill this need. And like, that inspired me to do it. I think I did it like in the car while we were driving home from Maine. <laughs> Don't and waste then, then, time. <laughs> and you just go for it. Uh, and then um, actually like the following year, I went as a vendor to Picnic Portland with quilts. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. And did you, did you know the name, No Aesthetic Quilts from the get-go? I don't remember how I came up with that. I think I like just sat. I followed a lot of sewing and quilting Instagram stuff personally for a long time, and I think I just like had had it one day. <laughs> <laughs> think about it. I really like typography. The logo is in italic Cooper Black, which I love. It's like a freewilling mm. <laughs> going. Like is very up. happy right now. <laughs> oh, I love it. I'm such a font nerd. Oh. <laughs>
0: um you're speaking to your people
1: yeah yeah (laughs) yeah so i think like like i was like no i'm like this is what this is and i think i had the name before i had the account like i before i had i was like oh this is gonna be what this is but i don't like exactly remember that origin story
2: so could you describe to us more of what sort of your quoting style
1: okay so probably modern bold, um, a lot of collaboration. I've been doing a lot of pattern testing this year, which I love. Uh, shout out to anybody listening to this. I will test your pattern. I would love to <laughs> <laughs> um, Saturated, I would say saturated. I don't use a lot of like softer, lighter colors. I usually use really dark backgrounds. And I like colors that pop on those dark backgrounds. Let's rewind a little bit. Can you tell us
3: when you started quilting? And when you or sewing, if you started sewing first,
1: I cannot remember learning to sew because I've sewn since I was a little stubby child. <laughs> uh, my mom and grandmother and great great grandmother and like family have always sewed a lot. And so I think I like learned how a sewing machine works as a toddler, like as soon as I had motor function. And then I've always sewed a lot. I've made I used to like make Whole cloth quilts as a teenager, and I used to make some clothing. I worked at Joanne Fabrics for three years. I don't recommend that you do that. Uh, that lady, the <laughs> meme uh, of that older woman tweeting my outburst at Joanne Fabrics does not reflect who I truly am as a person. Is like very, very real. <laughs> There's a lot of truth in that. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, I started really seriously quilting and sewing and learning and like going down YouTube rabbit holes in early 2018, late 2017. um, Bummer. Bummer alert. My dad died on Christmas Day 2017 and right after that I suffered a very massive spinal injury and I could not lift or move my right arm my husband had to do all the cooking and dishes and laundry and like everything for probably six months. And I couldn't be in a band anymore because of that, because playing guitar like this would exacerbate the injury. And I had to do something. So sewing ended up being my creative outlet. And now it just is. Now that's just what I, that's taken the place of like any other outlet.
0: That's, I mean, yeah, bummer story, but it's amazing how, did you find yourself drawn back into hand quilting,
1: uh, hand sewing, or was it machine sewing right off the bat or? Oh, definitely machine. I have a great Janome machine that I bought three or four years ago for my birthday. Uh, I think I just like needed a place to be quiet and process and think, um, being in a band and touring and going to shows, you're like always spinning your next thing. Like you're always trying to book. It's a lot of favors. It's a lot of like. Oh, will you do a write up? I used to like run a little DIY music blog. Like, oh, if you do a write up, I'll book you a show here and there. And it's just like very, very social. And I couldn't, like, I just couldn't be in that space. And so I like made myself a room and stayed in there until I felt better. I think I feel better now, but I'm like not coming out. I like it there now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Can you tell us a little bit more about where you gather inspiration from? Because you definitely have, you do have your own aesthetic, you know, especially with the dark backgrounds. And I'd love to hear more about what stops your finger when you're scrolling through Pinterest or Instagram or out for a nature walk or
1: whatever Mm -hmm. it may be. Uh, So out for a nature walk, I really love and think about all the time those little baby fiddlehead ferns. That's like, (laughs) Uh, I love like anybody else who's my age, which is 33. I love like mid-century modern style and really clean lines lately on Pinterest I've been really drawn to these graphic vintage Japanese advertising posters like there's some of them that have vegetables there's some with like cranes and swans they're so cool and they're so saturated there's you know it's like a royal blue background and just like a crazy single graphic swan and they're just so graceful and neat so I want to like I may try to recreate something like that in a quilt design. I feel like that could lend itself really well That'd to that. That would
2: be really exciting. I'd love yeah. to say that.
1: Um, and I love, I've always loved like war posters. When I was a young punk, I used to take this book that my dad had of World War I propaganda posters from around the world and I would trace them and then create silkscreen outlines and like make t-shirts from them. Wow. And I cool. like love that book. I've been looking at it lately a lot you know it's around the time of the last pandemic (laughs) and they're just so cool and so bold and they feel like they have a lot going on without like a lot of elements and I really like that I like that kind of composition sparse but you know it tells a story
2: um so you said you come from a family of tailors and so does quilting run in your family as well
1: um I think no. I think it's more on the tailor side. My mom's family came here from Naples, Italy. And my great, great grandmother was a tailor here in America in New York. And she made everybody's clothes and like did all kinds of alteration work for people in her neighborhood in Yonkers. Um, and When I sew, I sort of like feel that like, you know what you you -hmm. you do, like you probably have family traditions and like things and rituals that you do and you like feel some kind of really like nice sublime weight about it. And that's how I feel about sewing. It feels definitely like a connection to because like I barely remember sewing, learning to
0: sew myself and I learned from my grandma. So like Mm -hmm. every time I sew, it is a continuation of that relationship. Yeah,
1: it's so awesome. I have my great grandmother's tailor dummy and it's almost, it's almost my exact proportions. It's so cool. That's eerie. Goosebumps. (laughs) So we stalked you
3: a little bit and uh, we found (laughs) that you, that's called research. Yes, research. We researched. (laughs) Your new year's resolution for 2020 was to make all your clothes and not purchase any new clothing until April 1st. It's now past April 1st and we want to know, did you manage to stick to your resolution and how was the experience?
1: I failed. Um, I definitely failed. I looked at, I keep like a Google Doc of everything, I, all the clothing I buy. This is the fourth year I've done it because that's the kind of person I am that's dedication um are there will- multiple
0: columns are you tracking things and then like making graphs by any no
1: chance? I'm just <laughs> doing like <laughs> and, and you share my, the graphs <laughs> I'm doing like a list by month and then the cost of everything so that I can do cost comparisons um because I really like beautiful well-made office lady clothing and I like I need less of it now that I bought a ton of it <laughs> so what did you end up buying this year so, so okay actually I Let me tell you. I'll tell you exactly what I bought. I can also tell you how much it costs if you want. Um, Okay. So I bought, we were going to have a big fundraising gala this month at my job. And I bought a dress that I found for 45 bucks. That was on like deep sale. Nice. I bought a pair of leggings. I bought a Henley. And then I bought two things from the Everlane Choose What You Pay sales that they did in January. Solid sale. And that's it. Oh, and I bought a hat from a place in Hudson, New York. Because I went there and my head was cold, and I. <laughs> now on on the flip side, what have you made? Um, I made a Hannah dress by By Hand London. Early, I bought Ruby Star Society rayon like the day it came out. <laughs> dress, I'm so excited. Um, and Ruby Star Society shared my picture, which I'm. Ooh, oh, so that's nice. awesome. So, yeah. uh, what else have I made? I have made. I've done a lot of quilts this year. This year seems like a weird blur now for obvious reasons. I have made, oh, I made pants. I made free range slacks out of this really nice houndstooth wool I got on sale from Joanne. <laughs> I got a Joanne gift certificate for Christmas. So I like really went have to use it. town there. Yeah. Uh, what else have I made? I think I've made like at least one or two more Willow tanks from Greenline Studio. Okay, I really like that pattern. I have like five already. I'll probably make more. <laughs> it's great. What's for your art. all-time favorite pattern? Ooh, like clothing or yeah, clothing. Or clothing, clothing. I think I'm gonna go with that Hannah dress. I like can't wait to make another one after we all. Don't have to make a ton of masks every day anymore. I think I'm going to make one of those in like a really lightweight, gauzy material for summer. It's cool. such a good pattern and it's good for anyone. Like if you have mobility issues, it just has side ties. Like there's no zippers, there's no buttons. It just seems like it's a beautifully made pattern. And it's also like you get a lot, it, there's like a lot of payoff, I think. And the Wilder gown also is a great, great, great pattern.
2: So, for those that have made a pact um in not buying more fabrics, do you think that they could apply some of the strategies that you've used with not buying clothes?
1: Okay, so I made a list of these strategies. I think this is important to think about and just like measure your consumption and not. I found myself rebuying a lot of stuff when I first got into like trying to be sustainable and only buying clothing that I needed or like would serve a purpose in my wardrobe. So for fabric, you can realize what you keep buying. If you keep buying like the same colorways of things over and over and over again, well, you have that. Making an inventory so you know what you have. I've totally bought stuff two times. Sigh. Uh, (laughs) Give away what has never felt like you. Like if you buy something because it's really cute and then you're like, there's no way I can use this. Just give it to somebody else. Only buy what you really, really want, don't just take advantage of sales because things are on sale. Be like, "I want this. I am intentionally buying this, then you're good. And know what like looks good on you. So I for quilting, I guess, like know what is going to look good in a quilt. Think about the design. use the little coloring thing if you're planning a quilt. And then I think like that's a really good way to, not just be like, oh, new rifle paper company fabric, I'll take it all, you know?
0: <laughs> so
3: hard. Though. I know.
1: I have, I have a drawer of
0: fabric like well. that. <laughs> I like that idea of purchasing with intention. Um, I think that's something that could definitely be used both from a closet perspective as well as quilting. Talking about giving away giving away fabrics that you don't like. Um, make sure if you haven't yet to listen to our episode with Kim of Feel Good Fibers if you're looking for more options and more kind of ideas and ways to give your unused stash a second life. It's time to move on to our rapid fire quilty questions. Are you ready Francesca? I'm ready. Okay Wendy why don't you kick us off?
2: Yeah sure. Alrighty so our first question is what's your favorite time of day to quilt?
1: evening after work and do you wear shoes while quilting i do not well i wear slippers if that counts it does count as footwear yeah. okay <laughs> do you
3: prefer music netflix or silence when you're sewing podcasts all the way
2: and yeah. do you have any sort of particular favorite ones at the moment
1: uh behind the bastards with robert evans who i'm in love with Ugh. <laughs> cannot cannot more highly recommend that podcast what is your favorite snack while quilting? I do not eat in my studio if I can help it. Um, it is the only nice, clean habit I try to keep in there. There's thread everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> There's thread like in that room, on the dog, on the staircase, on the towel. You know, you guys all yeah. love that, like yeah,
2: like, we we know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The human <laughs> lint ball.
2: <laughs> I mean, I've woke up once and I found. Thread in the bed and on my hair. So. <laughs> yep.
1: I have like a sweater I often wear in the mornings before I shower and it's just it like the thread won't come off in the wash. <laughs> it's, it's embedded in, in. in. <laughs> yeah, it's just It'll in there now.
3: It's like felted
1: in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what is your favorite traditional block? Oh, flying geese all the way.
2: What's your favorite color?
1: Blue. And what color fabric do you use the most? I think probably either blue or like coppery tan.
3: Who is your favorite fabric designer?
1: There's so many. Um, I would say Ruby Star Society, but I, that's like saying your favorite fruit is bananas. Like, yeah, duh. They're so <laughs> good. Um, but Cloud Nine, love them. Love their organic line. Yeah. It's so soft it's and really beautiful. Nice. Art gallery is an amazing, amazing company, and Clothworks out of I think they're out of Washington State is I, like yeah, I like so clothworks good, beautiful designs.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is your last fabric that you bought?
1: I bought a bunch of blue solids to test the corners quilt by Skyclad Quilts. And what are your top three quilting notions? Taylor slide ruler, chalk pen, walking foot.
3: Okay, what is your pressing preference, open or to the dark side or whatever works?
1: Probably open unless I'm trying to nest seams with, you know, if you're doing like a bunch of HSTs and you have to line them up, I'll do like ne- like nested one side it's to the spinning. other, but my nope. preference is definitely open. Yes. Um. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, so pick one out of the three, HSTs, curves, or strip pacing?
0: Curves, for sure.
1: Even love though them. your favorite block is uh, flying geese? Yeah. I love sewing curves. When I <laughs> when I first started sewing them, I was like, oh like <laughs> that's fine. Like it's really fine. You just mess up five or six times and then you're good to go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, machine or hand quilt? Definitely machine. I've I have real bad tendonitis. Yeah. Uh, so I cannot do any hand kind of sewing or quilting. So I think I know, machine or hand bind. (laughs) Definitely, definitely machine. Uh, I start to lose my grip after a while doing hand sewing or anything like that, so.
2: And what is your favorite part of the quilting process?
1: I think binding. I think just like, it's so neat. And like, you, you know, you stitch in the ditch when you machine bind and that looks almost invisible on the top. And it's just like, so clean and nice. It feels like magic. Yeah, it does.
0: You know, every time, like the, it just comes around. You're like, oh, there's there's no
1: seams, open seams or anything anymore oh, after so, so much cool. the process of a raw edge. And then at the end of binding, you're done. Yeah, that's yeah. the exciting part. And then you feel empty inside again. <laughs>
3: and that's when you start a new project. Yeah,
1: then you have to start cutting it right away. <laughs> you have a very healthy relationship with quilting.
0: <laughs> what is one bad quilting habit you wish you could give up?
1: I'm a slappy cutter. I hit it here in the world. <laughs> you know, I have a rotary blade. I change it all the time. I clean all the lint out. I have a huge mat. You know, I have all the tools that a nice modern woman would have. Uh, but I just like, I start thinking about something and I'm like, like <laughs> <laughs> Who is your Quilty BFF? Ooh, okay. So I think I thought a lot about this one, too. I think my Quilty BFF is actually my, like, quilt mom. Her name is Suzanne Yerkes. She is one of my best friend's mothers. She also used to – she taught me everything I knew about gardening. She runs a gardening company, and I was, like, her foreman in college during the summer. Oh, cool. And she's an incredible quilter and long-armor. She has done amazing things. Like she made this quilt that's a dragon that has like thousands of pieces in it. She quilted portraits of herself and her husband for their anniversary. And they're like, they look like paintings. That is so freaking cool. And I just, oh, it's so cool. And I find her, I just find her to be so inspiring. She works so hard and is so talented and so practical and matter of fact about it. And I love that. So I like, I love her. I love you, Sue. (laughs) (laughs)
2: um so who's your quality crush
1: uh libs elliott so badass i love her and her her designs are amazing but she's also like she's another creative person who's outside of the like status quo of making and creating what's your favorite recent make probably the corners quilt again I that is such a cool pattern so easy it just came out um my western mass quilty friend Nina Dodge made it
2: do you have any other hobbies aside from quilting
1: too many um I love gardening I have a really nice garden here that I'm now prepping and will spend a ton of time working on (laughs) (sighs) I have been a writer a professional writer for a long time I still kind of consider it a hobby because I do like one off articles for my local paper and build them every month. So like that's like my nice little extra moneymaker thing. I was a journalist before I worked in higher ed and I play music. I play tons of music. Still like doing that. My husband and I did a Tiger King <gasps> theme song cover video last week. No. We're going crazy. Okay. <laughs> um, so we
3: need to include we the need a link to yeah. link. <laughs> show oh, definitely
1: <laughs> I've been a I wear a wilder gown in it. I like purposely did crossover oh. at Synergy. Oh um and i also i love cooking and i have a food column too every month in our local newspaper the brookshire eagle so we've just got a couple more questions for you who
0: are three accounts you think everyone should be following and a couple sentences as to
1: why okay so wild phil quilting mindy she's She's so cool she's She's awesome she has awesome sales on her log arming services she like was a long armor at I think Quilter's Lodge for years and then got her own machine and like that that's her full-time gig now. She is she's like an internet friend of mine and I really like her and we seem to have a bunch in common, but she I just love her work and her long arming is like so good, so yeah. good. Second to mm-hmm. none. If she didn't live like all the way across the country, I would send her stuff. Um, who else? Oh, the socialists blog, S-E-W socialists. I had a blog post about dealing with grief through sewing on there a few months ago. I just love that approach. And those people were really nice and supportive as I was like sending in stuff for that. I really like that. That's like more of a community thing. Less less show your makes, more like think about how this intersects with yourself and your values. And I really like that. And uh, I don't know. I think her name is Oon, but the, handle is MG. she is i don't know if she's new to instagram but she's oh, new yes, to my I instagram her. she is making her photography is amazing her color sense is amazing and i don't know her at all like she, this is gonna be weird for her maybe uh <laughs> but like i just love her work so much and it's so different from what i do and think about and every time i see it i'm like ah oh, so good she just made beautiful meadowland and all these pinks and it's like super scrappy and it's so gorgeous like every time i see photos of it i'm like oh you gotta you gotta post more
0: on that note we need to wrap things up we hope that you enjoyed today's show if you'd like to contact any of us we can most easily be found on our instagram accounts i'm at broadclaw studio wendy i am the dot Weekend Quilter. anna i am at wax and wayne studio and Francesca at No Aesthetic Quilts. Or you can go to our podcast account at quilt.buzz or our website quiltbuzzpodcast.com for our previous episodes and updates on upcoming guests. If you love what you heard, we hope that you'll give us a five-star rating, subscribe to the show on your podcast provider of choice, and tell your friends about the show too. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll talk to you again soon.
1: Bye. 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 Bye.